Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans. 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 everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Broadcasting you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas. None other than Michael Lagaris, everybody. <laughs> also joining us, the AEBG NFL correspondent. Oh, now, he's been vacationing for a few weeks. Yeah. Guys, he's down in Los Huevos, live on site in Los Huevos. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the big stinking Wookiee, the majestic beast, Nicholas Kronk, everyone. Everybody, it's beautiful down here. I couldn't believe it. I heard stories, but it's absolutely breathtaking. Senor's been a great host, and it's... I couldn't I couldn't be happier. Me and Mike obviously have some questions for you. Yep. We'll get into that later on. But we're gonna get into first, guys, is the New York Jets, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh we were not with you guys last week. We had a lot going on in the AEBG world, the, the real world, where we didn't have time to get everything done. And it seemed fitting everywhere. Give us a breather. Yeah. Give us a breather. We had the bye week. Hey. We got beat up by the patch the previous week, Mike. Game did not go that well. Uh, you know, Luke Falk got in there. Bless his heart. Bless his little heart, Who's Luke Falk. Gave it an effort out there. Yep. It's not good enough. You know, we had two, two touchdowns from special teams in defense. Besides that, got nothing done. Scored no points. We're going into our fourth game of the season, Michael. And the offense has scored one touchdown. Adam Gase's offense has produced absolutely nothing. I'm not saying the matchups have been the best. But they have one touchdown. They have one field goal produced. The Patriot game went basically kind of how me and Mike thought it might go. We hoped. We wished. We prayed. We kept our fingers crossed. We, we went all in on the Luke Falk train, hoping maybe something could happen. Some type of miracle could occur. No, it's, this is reality. This isn't a dream. We got whooped. Even though it was 30, I think it was 30 to 14, the final score. Uh, it was, wasn't really that close, was it, Mike? No. What's crazy is they said the greatest win in Jet history was Super Bowl three with Joe Namath. The second greatest win in Jet history was beating the Patriots up in Foxborough, Sanchez, uh, Return of the Jedi. And I believe the third greatest victory was beating the spread uh, in that Patriot game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a moral victory. And then, you know, the president got took back a, a touchdown. So we were really happy to see Jamal Adams do that. But uh, Jamal Adams really hasn't been Jamal Adams the f- last few games. Um, I know he canceled his weekly radio spot on WFAN. Seems a little bit troubling. Seems, it, you know, these are rough times, man. I know our moniker ain't easy being green, but really, it's really tough. And I just want to remind Jet fans, look, actually, I'll be real honest. I, I've been pissed. I've been really, really, really angry. Been angry since the Bills game because I knew that the Jets were better than the Bills and everything just happened. And uh, I want to give a shout out to um, actually Keith and also um, CJ, uh, the painkiller D. Simone, uh, giving me some therapy 
and kind of helping me through these times because I'm I just being honest like I'm at work or I'm at home and my wife's like babe what's the matter and I'm like I'm tight son I'm just tight <laughs> and she's like it's just football I'm like I know but it's like I do this podcast and I follow the team I'm mad intimate with the team I know exactly what's going on every day we talk about it Keith all the time any little thing you know like who's on the practice practice squad transactions and you know, different front office hires. Like, I'm all over this team, and I was so hopeful going into this year. I was so excited. And for my damn quarterback to get mononucleosis and then to have all these injuries, nine injuries to our starters, I mean, it's incredible. It's hard, and, and you have stayed positive. I have to give you credit on that and uh and and cj told me today he's like look we we could punt this season fine the season should be about is adam gase the right guy to go into the future with and is sam darnold progressing as a quarterback he's like those are the biggest things that we really need and i agree with him so you know what let sam you know we're going to get some updates here on the bye week and whatnot um let you know i personally don't want to see Sam this Sunday. I want him to be back when he's fully fully healthy. Um, if that means he's healthy this Sunday, then yes, I would love to see him. But uh, I would rather wait for him to be fully healthy for his return. If it's going to be... I mean, we could theoretically go into this game get whooped, whether we have Sam or we don't have Sam. Much better chance if we do have him. But if it's a season like we think it's going to be, which doesn't look at least like, at this point, Mike, it's going to be... A positive season for us started off bad some things haven't gone our way some injuries haven't broken our way sam's out what's the point in throwing him out there this week for one game where you could wait one more week remove all of the risk all the liability all the nerves and have a spleen be the size we want it to be we yeah, need that normal size spleen. we need a normal size spleen first of all second of all you can't risk the franchise the golden child the person that we all thought hoped and wished the chosen one is going to be the one to take us to the promised land just for one game versus the Eagles in week five. You know, when, when we're 0-3 already, Mike. So I'm completely on the same page with you there. If he does get cleared, if he is healthy, if nothing's wrong with Sam, put him out there. Oh, of course. Okay? Yeah. If there's any concern, any doubt, any worries about it, then don't. Not been a positive start to the season. Now, when I say I'm trying to be positive, you look for any type of silver lining in these seasons, right? You start off 0-3, um, a tough schedule right at the beginning of the year, three more tough games coming up. But the second half of the schedule is not as tough. You know, if they could squeak a win out here versus the Eagles or the Cowboys, just get one of these goddamn wins. Yeah. They're probably going to lose to the Pats again. But then the last, you know, the last 10 games they play of the season, they could win seven of those games. Yeah. You know, they could still go eight and eight. They could still win nine. You, you never know what could happen the second half of the season. You know, odds are they're not making the playoffs. Odds are this is not going to end up a season like we thought it was going to be, which is going to hopefully maybe contend for a playoff spot, knock on the door, you know. And, Mike, you have kind of false narratives you want to talk about that have been going on in the media. And this is kind of one of these things that happens is that Sam played the first game of the season versus the Bills. He had 103-degree fever. Say he was playing versus Arizona or some horrible team with a 103-degree fever in mono. That'd still be kind of difficult. Instead, he played versus the team that's shown already this season they probably have the best pass defense in the NFL. They just held the Patriots at 16 points. They squeaked a win out the Patriots. Every team they played has not been able to pass the ball or do anything versus the Bills. But when everyone retroactively looks back and goes to Sam, they go, well, he didn't play well that first game. Yeah, Tom Brady. Does anyone ever mention the fact that they played the Bills? You know, they, when you factor the context of what happened in the game in, he actually didn't play that bad, though, did he? No, they gloss over the uh, the specifics. That, I don't, I don't understand that when it's like, well, you know, it's one of the like, and so, so uh, Daniel Jones comes in, 
and has a great game his first game. He didn't really play that good the last game. He played okay. First game was tremendous. And then it's as if Sam Darnold last year didn't have a good first game and win his game. Right. Or was the best player in the league for a month. Many people jumped to these conclusions. And it's it's still like the clickbait nature of journalism now. Yep. Whether you're a talking head on one of these sports shows or you're a columnist or you're a blogger, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's clickbait. Yep. This dude's better than this dude. I don't care if he only played one game and someone else right. has more of a body of work. I don't care right. if he call everyone. Send in really, he didn't really play good that first game. It's like, well, he played the best pass defense in the league. In the context, he actually didn't play that bad either. Right. You know, and now, but I, I think, to, and you have such you made such a great point. But I've I've come to the realization, Keith. I've come to the realization that people do not. A lot of people. I don't want to say everybody. But there's a lot of people out there that don't really care about the truth. They care about what they want to hear, and it's just the way it is. I mean, you could have an actual fact. And people will see that fact and say, well, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably fake. Or I don't know who gave you that fact. Um, Maybe it's really this. I've seen it a million times. And people want to spin things to fit their narrative or fit what they want. And that's the world we live in. So instead of getting, like, annoyed or just, you know, I I started getting just, just angry at the way people were. Like Rex Ryan coming on ESPN and being like, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in New York. What? What? Rex Ryan, a coach, said that off one game. I'm flabbergasted that this guy's on national television. Now, obviously, you know, said some things and tried to back up what his stance was there, but that's a dumb thing to say. It's just, there's no merit behind it there's a like uh, Kyle Allen the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers came in and threw four touchdowns does that make him better than Cam Newton Tom Brady last week versus the Bills was 18 for 39 150 yards and an interception trash bag game 10.3 QBR okay and then Sam Darnold was 28 for 41 180 yards one touchdown no interceptions versus the Bills right but but Sam had a bad game, played horrible that first game. No one said a single thing about Brady last week no, when he played the Bills. Nothing. It's just, Daniel Jones might be great, he might not be great, but you, there's plenty of quarterbacks that are good quarterbacks, you know, that didn't have to start off that well. There's plenty of quarterbacks oh. that were career scrubs you've never heard from again that had five straight games in a row where they were great. Uh, Ryan oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick last year for five weeks was the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. Right? If he I was a rookie that. and those were his first five games, a lot of people would be saying they'd be losing their minds, right? So I just don't yeah. understand what people do. Why do the, we do the, this? The Bills were three and zero, and they're like, I can't tell you how many narratives. The, the Bills are the new t- powerhouse AFC team. Josh Allen is breakout player of the year. Do you know Josh Allen has nine turnovers and three touchdowns so far in four in four games with a with a QBR right now of thirty eight point six, and he played against the Patriots was the first pretty good defense to play against besides the jet defense when it was healthy we know what happened to him when that ha- when he played against us right and he turned the ball over and was just not making stupid making bad was making bad decisions but through that two game span where he played the giants and he played i forgot what was the other team that they played and they beat which wasn't a good team now he's some sort of like superhero i mean it, it's just incredible man I, these these things that people say josh allen is a scrub 
He's a scrub. Yeah, third, I think that third He's game they played the, uh, the Bengals. The Bengals. I'm pretty sure that's another the another another jabroni team. Look, Keith. Uh, through the bye week, we, it's not like we have the greatest news, man. Um, C.J. Mosley will probably miss another week. It's crazy because he said after that first game he was thinking about trying to come in and play against the Browns, but now uh, he says that he can run in straight lines, but it's hard for him to tr- cut yet, so he wants to make sure he's feeling better, and we're paying this guy $17 million a year. Mike, can I you ask know? you a question? What is, can you let AEBG fans know, what is the latest with Demarius Thomas? Like, we tra- It's like the Bills, I mean, the Patriots basically just got a pick for us, from us to trade him to us for him to play one series. Is he going to play this week? What's the status on him? Well, he is up in the air like Josh Bellamy and Jordan Jenkins. They're considered iffy this week with their knee uh, um, and uh, Demarius Thomas' hamstring. I don't know, man. I don't think... It doesn't really look... It sounds like from today it doesn't really look good with Demarius Thomas and Bellamy and Jenkins. And the only player that we do have some good news about is Quentin Williams. He'll be returning to practice this week, and it looks like... He'll be back after missing a couple of games there, so that will definitely help on the defensive line. And um, Sam Darnold got cleared to play to throw non-contact. It wasn't the news that they really wanted. The, I don't think the spleen is where they want it to be. Um, tomorrow's practice, we'll see if he gets out there. But I probably am leaning to where he's not going to play. So the truth is, the Jets are... Again, not going to have any of their... I want you to think about something. Brandon Copeland, Avery Williams, Avery Williamson, uh, Mosley, and Jenkins are four starting linebackers. Gone, son. Gone. We don't have any of them right now. Suspension, injury. Now, one thing that we didn't talk about about last week is the play of Blake Cashman. He was tremendous against the Patriots. I mean, I know we lost... But he was the one bright spot, silver lining that everybody was tweeting about and everybody was talking about. Play yeah, that the the oh, we've been all over. Yeah. We've been all over Cashman here on ABG. Yep. So I'm, I'm happy to see him doing good. When I, he did play well in that game, Mike. He was, like you said, he's the only guy you saw out there making plays. You know, I think he was doing the defensive calls too. And it's only what it's only his, you know, third game when he yep. was out there. Yeah. So that's impressive, yep. uh, you know, to say the least. And ABG has been on top of that all over Blake Cashman since we gripped him up. Absolutely. And there's not many positive tidbits for us to claw at, scratch at, talk about here. That could be um, Like, you know, we've never been more concerned with the size of someone's spleen in our entire life and at this moment right now, which is Sam Darnold's spleen. He said he feels fine. I think there'll be a different team with him out there, obviously, than with Luke Falk out there. And you just got to hope that he can get it back there as soon as possible. But we're thinking long-term here, and I'd much rather have my quarterback have a spleen. I don't think a quarterback's ever won the Super Bowl without a spleen. I, I, we have to check. So, I want my QB to keep the spleen. Why is mono still a thing right now? Yeah, it's a thing. You would have thought that'd be gone by now. I, you, you think, uh, you think that, but, no, but that's every, because... Every year, 500 people still get bubonic plague. So, and everyone who just heard that, go ahead, take your phone out, Google it, take a look. I'm, no, not, yeah. I'm not making this up. No, you'll get, um, you'll get the Black Death. It might be more or less than 500. The Black Death's still out there. It's out there. So, who knows what goes on. That's medieval I feel like times. you really have to try to get the Black Death. Yeah. Your family still has a boat from, like, when Columbus sailed. And it's just still under, in the woods. Bad news. The situation, uh, kind of got heavy on me. First three weeks has not gone as planned. I think everybody's worst case scenarios in theory are what occurred. I even think this is worse than the worst case scenario because our quarterback has mono, 
every single player on the whole goddamn team's injured. Like, you, the schedule is absolute murder. If there was a piece of the schedule where you would say, all right, let's have everyone healthy for this one stretch at least, it'd be right now. So everything's going wrong. You try in your best to give Adam Gase a little bit of rope when it comes to these things because circumstances are tough. Like right. we said, you got to remember circumstances. You got to remember, you got to remember, uh, you know, all of these things and the kind of the hand he's been dealt, undermanned on offense. We've said many times coming into the season, the Jets have good starters on offense and defense, but we have no depth. Right. If we get a lot of injuries, we probably won't be good. That's playing out right in front of us right now. Yeah, but here's my, here's my problem, Keith. Here's my problem. I, and I understand that the cards that Gase has been dealt are bad. I understand that. But you know what? The cards that Ron Rivera were given were bad, too. And the cards that the Bears were given are bad. And the cards that the Saints... And there's a lot of teams out there that lost starting quarterbacks, that lost top to level talent but you know what they find ways like the Pittsburgh Steelers did you see that did you see that innovative type running instead of just going to James Conner they started using wildcats and they had Jalen Samuel running to the left and doing all types of stuff and then all of a sudden that just opened up the offense and Mason Rudolph just started throwing balls before that he looked horrific you know that's what coaches do and Adam Gase got hired to be an offensive coach he was hired specifically not just to help Sam Darnold grow but to be an offensive mind and innovator I have not seen one I, I mean honestly I feel that his play calling has been on the same level as our offensive coordinator under Bulls last year Gate um uh Jeremy Bates I don't see any but higher level of strategy or or play calling I, I see these other teams i go and watch football i'm watching red zone and i see these other teams just doing all types of stuff getting creative to figure out ways to push the push the, the ball down the field but this team you know i mean look at sean payton with teddy bridgewater and using jace Taysom hill and doing all types of stuff over there i mean i'm Mike, really Mike, look at it like this the jets scored one touchdown they had one two-point conversion they had one field goal. On defense, they have a defensive interception return from Mosley the first game. They got a safety. The last game, they had a fumble return for a touchdown on special teams, and they had a defensive return for a touchdown on special teams. The defense is blowing the offense out of the water when it comes to scoring. Right. It's like like everything you just said. He was brought here to be innovative. He's supposedly an outside-the-box, innovative, intelligent offensive guru, offensive coach. They've scored three points the past two games. They have a field goal. That's all they have in the past two games. It's all the Jets have done is score a field goal with Luke Falk in there. Now, maybe because it's Luke Falk is a bump. That could be it, too. Our offensive line is a sieve right now. We haven't mentioned oh, that this terrible. game. And we haven't got that as much this game. That, that's a glaring hole. I think we all, everybody already knows that. Right. Um, that's the biggest weakness on the team. They're getting blown up every single game. I'm not saying Luke Falk sitting back there with time or Sam was sitting back there with time versus the Bills. Even though he's 28 for 41, like I said, 175 yards, the touchdown, not that bad. I, I'm not going to say all these things aren't true, but what Mike is trying to say is, all those things are true. All these things are going against us, and at the same time, you're doing nothing yeah. right. to change the game plan. You're doing nothing, nothing to coach around all these deficiencies we have. 
I feel like Gase is the type of type of coach where yes, his system will work if everything around him is as expected. But he is not shown the ability, as Keith was alluding to just earlier, to when okay, uh, option one, option one B is not available. Now I have to do this. He hasn't shown the ability to adjust his offense to make it easier for who's coming in to make plays. I, he I needs don't get look the, out, the, the play calling. He's got it. he's he's got to start thinking outside of the box. He used to, he needs to use more of his talented players like Ty Montgomery. Put him in the slot. Use him out there wide receiver. Start using uh, more of your running backs. Maybe Trenton Cannon in a package deal. Yeah, what did we hear the whole preseason with Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell going to line up together in the backfield and they'll be these weapons? Ty Montgomery doesn't even play. Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's that's what I'm saying. So that that's something I think that in the Eagles I'm going to be looking very much to. I'm also looking at Leonard Williams and Henry Anderson. Henry Anderson got a really good contract this year. Leonard Williams is going into his last year of his rookie contract, getting paid 14 million dollars. He has been just so disappointing. I don't think the Jets are going to be resigning him. I don't think we should resign him. Uh, if he's gonna do anything, I, we really need to see an improvement from both of them. They don't have edge pressure. They have built this team consistently on trying to get defensive middle, guys in the middle to get pressure through the middle. That hasn't worked. And Leonard Williams really has been someone who's been struggling. So he is another one along with Henry Anderson who I'll be watching on Sunday to see if they've taken a step in improving on getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and when we got Greg Williams in here, you heard there was going to be these changes and this improvement maybe to Leonard Williams and, you know, all these other players on the defensive line. We're going to help him be able to get more pressure on the quarterback, whatever the case may be. I know we're undermanned at linebacker right now, just like we're kind of, you know, undermanned on the offensive side of the ball. But last year, the year before that, this year so far, Michael, Leonard Williams makes next to no impact on any game that we watch. And what me and you were trying to get out with him before this season was most of these guys taking fourth and fifth overall, these defensive ends. They're taken there because even if they have a whole game, they don't get one sack. They get to the quarterback ten times. They alter plays. They make that guy move out of the pocket. They mess his rhythm up. They do something. Leonard Williams was okay against the run last year, but he does not get to the quarterback. He is a tweener. He's not somebody that's a good defensive end. He's not somebody that's a really good defensive tackle. He can play both positions okay, which is how you lasted this long, but he's making $14.5 million this year. I mean, he's making serious, serious money. He's making the money guys hold out for. Yeah. You know, so, and he's doing absolutely nothing. So, uh, Henry Anderson, someone else who hasn't done that much, Mike, and the keys to the Jets getting better, the keys to us improving, the keys to us being able to sustain drives is that offensive line. Oh, Bill. Because I think, so, like, Lev yeah. is, like, he's been making something out of nothing sometimes. He'll have sometimes, he'll have a three-yard run sometimes that looked like it was going to be a three-yard loss. Yeah. And then it, it looks, in the, in the stat book, you're like, damn, he only got three yards, but this dude fought. It, it was a nine-second really play. Really, really, you and, know, and it and happened I, to him so many times. And, the pass he gets in the backfield that you think is going to get blown up, but he only ends up getting five yards, but it could have been a ten-yard loss. Yep. The, the offensive line has been, I don't, they're worse than last year somehow. And I want to continue on that point, but I want to point something out real quick because you said something about Le'Veon Bell. You know, there is one thing about this misery that I am really, really happy about, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Have you seen, you know, he had a narrative about him that he was a me guy and a guy that would be a disruptor in the locker room and a guy who 
people couldn't really trust, you know, because he would always be about himself. And through these really hard times, you would think that leaders like Jamal Adams would be really stepping up and, you know, publicly being like, hey, we're, we're going to work hard. And he has said some things, but, you know, you've already seen some cracks there with Jamal. But Le'Veon has been a pillar. I mean, he went on social media, said all of you people who are trying to clown us and say the things you're saying, I'm here to tell you that this team is talented. And in a couple of weeks, we'll see who's laughing like He's been there supporting his players, supporting Sam, support, like, I, I, this came out of nowhere, Keith. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was really happy we got Lev, but I didn't know he would be this type of support when, it, when we're at our lowest moments. Yeah, he got in trouble one time. I think he failed a drug test for weed, right? Right. Um, I know that he held out last year, the whole year. Right. Now, separate those two things to the side. He never had any personal conduct issues. Nothing at all. No off-the-field issues. Yeah. All his teammates dug him. Tomlin, Tomlin, yeah. and Tomlin even kind of after the facts, but never had a bad thing to say yeah. about him. Yep. Yeah. Not the same thing as some other guys who left the team. We right. don't have to get into Antonio Brown's story. <clears throat> that, that's pork. Storm. Uh, pork, pork chops, pork chops. <clears throat> that's where we are here, man. I mean, we really are looking at Gase here. Like, is this going to be a dude who can get canned after one season? Is that a thing? Because yeah. not for nothing, I understand that the reason we have the mountain in here maybe has something to do with Gase. Maybe he's somebody that was... Uh, you know, kind of top of his list. Right. But separate from Gase liking him, that was kind of the odds-on number one GM next offseason. Yep. Because this yeah. year had already started. No one thought he was going to go anywhere. That's why we had to pay so much money to get him. Uh, but next offseason, that, that was kind of the hot guy. So, yeah. d- do you think the Mountain is going to... He has no loyalty to Gase when it comes... If he wants... If he doesn't think he's the guy, he's, he could can him if he wants. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll get at least two years here, but the, the clock's ticking. I mean, how many years well, do you go and well, send Donald's career... Uh, if you have somebody that you don't think is the person that's going to get him better, not make many. him better, and we don't know that yet with Gase and them, because all we've seen is the one game. So I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to, you know, completely throw, I'm not going to completely throw him, you know, to to the curb right, just yet. Right. But if we get further into this season and Sam is not progressing, you know, you don't see improvement. You don't see a quote co- a coach that's able to, you know, play to our strengths as a team. Why waste any time? No, yeah. Why? Yeah, you know, it's happened last year. Yep. You know, team teams fire coaches after one year. It does happen. There's, yeah, there's precedent no, in the NFL. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and going back to what we were talking about with the offensive line, this is one of those subjects. As the head coach, you see your offensive line has been has regressed, and you know that your center, Ryan Khalil, is not playing at an NFL level. You know that your right guard, Brian Winters, has been struggling. You need to talk with the coach, the offensive line coach, and get that fixed, and we need to see improvement. Off this bye week, uh, uh, j- positions like offensive line, positions like cornerback, positions like the defensive line, and also the offensive play calling. I expect an improvement from the coach. To your point, if we do not see improvement over the next couple of games from Adam Gase, remember Adam Gase was hired by Mike McCagnan. He is a leftover from the previous regime. Okay. He may have had a billing in getting the mountain to our team. But going forward, the mountain isn't married to Gase. And if he doesn't show improvement, like you said, in the next couple of games, and we don't see when Sam comes back a quarterback who's taken a step forward, I would absolutely get rid of this guy. And I would go get Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it is that we should get. 
All I know is that it doesn't I mean, matter to me the name of the person, right. where they come from, what their level of experience is. I don't care. I just want a coach you- of the team that's going to get Sam better, has a consistent game plan, stays with the game plan, can somehow communicate, and just yep. take Ws. Yep. You mean, know that's, what? That's you, all that matters. You know why I said Lincoln Riley? Because, and I wasn't 100% sold on him either, but after this year, I'm done with him. Like, you take Mayfield, who was a guy who got cut or got passed over from Mahomes. He's an MVP candidate. You get a guy then, I mean MVP, excuse me, Heisman candidate, leads them all the way. Then right after that, then you get Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray, who got passed over for Kyle Allen. Oh wait, Mike, at Mike, Texas we got oh. He's here. Oh, we got, Senor's we in the building. Special, special guest in the building right now. Can I take your chair? Walking. Let me get your chair. Yeah, yeah. Take, take your chair. Senor, get up here, close. Senor, Senor, we got him on the. Uh, How you doing, Senor? We got him on the Skype. I can't see him. Where's he at? Oh, there he is. Hey, bro. He hasn't figured out the the camera level yet. Yeah, man. Me and Wookie been having a great time down here, bro. <laughs> We've been rocking out. Wookie, guy right here. This is my guy right here, bro. You've been very generous showing me the ropes down here in Los Huevos. Los Huevos. Beautiful place here, Senor. I have to say. Let's go, Maris Red Foxes. Let's go. <laughs> Senor, what are the conditions of of the spleens of those that you work with over there? Does there do people spleens? Did you uh, ever deal with anybody with mono down there? Never heard of. Uh, what is this guy talking about? I, I don't know, Mike. Uh, is this one of the hosts? This. Yeah, this is Who the hell is this guy? This is Mike. Guy told me. What do you think I'm a doctor down here? I, is that if, if that's his own bottle? Did you drink all that yourself, Senor? He, he drank. Drinking all day, bro. It's been tough down here, man. We had a. Uh, He's unbelievable. Past few weeks, we got some bad press because we let Antonio Brown down here for a weekend, and uh, that turns that turns. Dark quick. Real quick. He's an interesting fellow. I had to get my guys. My, I did my background check on him. I did not know what I did not know what was going on there. It was just uh <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't here long, Mike. I, I can I can tell you that. Like he had maybe one carry-on bag. He he stepped a foot off of like the airplane and instantly was was turned around back wherever he came from. All points bulletin. Yeah. If a guy comes in here with extra white teeth. The AP for A B. And crazy eyes. Oh god. Like he's on fifteen hits of acid. No. Turn his ass around, send him back. Did you say did you say hi to Taylor Bertolette for it? Everyone knows. We love kickers down here in Los Huevos. Uh Bertolette not only is managing the Jacqueline Lane's fitness down here, but also, you know, he's working down around the around the place, taking care of things, working on the ground, so you know his name sounds like his name sounds like a link on Pornhub you click and uh it's a woman with thirty five guys in the room and you're like, wait a minute, what I click here, bro? What am I getting what am I getting into, bro? Taylor Burlette. I think Taylor Burlette won five AVN awards last year. Oh, Senor's on fire right now. How was he? What is what is going on with him? It has been. He is I, on fire right now. Guys, if I, can <laughs> I don't know, man. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah, well, you, days oh, we didn't say Wookie wasn't with us. Um, last week we didn't have a show. The week before that, you were actually been down there for three weeks. I've been there for three weeks, almost a month right now. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's breathtaking yeah, down man. here. I got and him. He's, uh, he's the man. This is what we do, man. Mar- First of all, Maris College has an internship program. And, uh, I didn't find out about that till I came down. Well, he didn't find out till last month. So <laughs> he's been down here one other time. So I got him down here, showing him the ropes, man. It's been nice showing him how we deal with these scrubs. So, Senor, Senor, I- I've always had a real, really, really uh, important question for you. Uh, being a Jet fan, I know that you love the Jets, and we hate New England. We hate the 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 Bills. But why do you, Senor? hate the Dolphins so much. Like, I know that there's some hatred there that, and I don't understand. Uh, I know I don't like the Dolphins either. Dolphin story, don't get me wrong. But what, what is the, what, what, what's, up what's up with you and, what's up with you and the Dolphins? Senor, I didn't know he was gonna bring yeah. up the Dolphins story. I, I, what's I, up with the Dolphins? Uh, alright, let me.
We might as well put it out there, man, Ooh. to the universe here. First of all, let me show you guys something. Look, oh, look at this foot. Oh my god! Right, I've been here for three weeks, I haven't seen this yet? What do you do? Alright, now I'm missing all my middle toes. Oh my I have god. a big toe and a pinky toe. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I'm gonna tell you guys a story. This is a story here, right? Now let me get it out. Never spoken about this in 35 years, okay? But, uh, when I was a little niño, I was probably the greatest kicker in all of Los Huevos. Could bang 60 yarders. Any type of weather, wind blowing in my face. Whole entire stadium full of 70,000 screaming psychos. Straight to the uprights every time. And, uh, you know, I just... I loved it, man. I love football. I love kicking the football. And I went out there swimming one day in the beautiful, amazing, crystal clear waters of Los Huevos. And what happens to me? I get s surrounded by a pot of dolphins. They're and, uh, before I went out there, my mom told me, if you really want to swim quick, butter your skin up. <laughs> Put butter all over your skin. So I went out there all buttered up. And I think I drew the meaner. I don't know what it was. But, uh, these dolphins start biting at me, trying to get at me. I try to swim to the shoreline, and this is what happened right here. I lost these toes, and, uh... You got away lucky. I was an NFL prospect. I thought, I thought I had the skills, and ever since then, uh... Now every time I kick a football, it only goes to the left, man. I can't. Oh, this is it's weird. This is a sad story. It's weird, and this, oh. is, this is sad. So, I lost all my toes. They ruined my shot at the NFL, and, um... Also, now I only use margarine. I'll never use butter. Probably, it's probably a smart idea. If you have a cake with butter in there. <laughs> if there was a silver lining in that whole thing. Yeah, so that's what would be it. So that, uh, yeah, that explains no, his kickers. affection towards kickers. And and then and then, then he got into becoming a waivers expert because uh, he ended up not being able to make the football team because of his feet. I, I did not know that. That is know, it's a, a crazy, crazy story, right? I mean, story. and, and it, so you can sorry. see why ever since then, after those moments, I... I see the dolphins on TV with that stupid logo on their helmet. And I'm just, oh, these, these sons of bitches. Yeah. But dolphins, they're just evil animal. <laughs> Horrible, evil, disgusting animal. Yeah, football I know people that eat baby dolphins. And that's why you saw on the menu last night, we do serve dolphin in Los Huevos. And it's been, uh, it's been on the menu for a long time. It's called El Dorado. When I'm not here rehabbing players, getting into it with retired players, figuring out their future... I'm not hunting dolphins. That's what I do. I hate them. <laughs> Anyways, you got more questions, Wookie? Me? <laughs> I do hey. have some questions. Down here, and I've only been here three weeks, but there's a Hall of Scrubs ring, which is kind of like the Hall of Fame up here, Mike. But down here in Los Huevos, it, it's it's called the Hall of Scrubs. Many, many guards before I could even get a walk down this hallway where this place was. Get many clearances. What's the process for induction into the Hall of Scrubs? Oh man, now you're trying to get into the specifics. Like, how does, how does someone get so scrubbish? A few things. One, there's so many legal reasons I can't explain everything to you. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot, a lot going on. But I will say that in the Hall of Scrubs, when you walk through the hall and you see the bust of Achilles Smith, Trent Richardson, and Jamarcus Russell, and for the Jet fans out there, uh. you know Blair Thomas, <laughs> Browning Nagel, they're all in the Hall of Scrubs. But there's one room, Wookie, at the very end. When we linked up, you saw it was chained up. It was you weren't allowed in. Now, in, inside that room, oh, wow. you come to Los Huevos and you do, you take your vitamins, you listen to all of the, the classes we go through. Right. Just like Scientology, how you can level up. Yes. If you get to a certain level, you are allowed in the ultimate shrine room, where there is a 500-foot statue of Ryan Leaf. <laughs> And it's where all the scrubs go to pray, <laughs> to re-energize themselves. He's the all-time ultimate scrub, Ryan's. And as you know, he's, he's a big part of what we do down here in Los Huevos. You know, when he was in Montana running through old women's homes, stealing prescription pills, I called him. I said, look, Ryan, 
Come here, bro. Come to Los Wales. You're embarrassing yourself. Any cats and warriors down you, here, at this we point, might as well hang out. At this point, you're, rob you're robbing old women at bingo halls. But, uh, Can you please come to Los Wales? Came down here, bro, and, uh, you know, we turned his life around. Look at the guy now. Hey. You know, now he, now he goes to uh, boys and girls clubs. And he's a motivational yeah. speaker. He tells little kids, uh, you know, hey, don't do drugs. Don't I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing, though, uh, senor. When Joe Flacco gets cut... Ryan Leaf may have crazy Mike. The craze down here is unbelievable for Flacco. <laughs> I'm the, the, the new, the freshest, I newest fan club that we have going for the past year has been Christian Hackenberg. He's a scrub name. Yes. He's a scrub face. Very scrub. Played like a scrub. Played in the. He literally was a. He's the only scrub still here from the AAF. I mean, that's a scrub, guys. I mean, he dropped from NFL to AAF, and I got, from my sources told me, back home in Pennsylvania, he's a third-string quarterback on his flag football team at this point. So, uh, things have not been going well for him. He's coaching Pop Warner somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, what do you think? Do you think we got a chance against the Eagles? You guys are good fans. You know, you're good people up there in New York. I have a lot of family in New York. My root for the Jets. I've been a Jet fan, you know, for a really long time. I'll tell you, the Eagles this weekend, guys. Uh, you know, hey, is Sam going to play? Because if he's in... But uh, if he's not in there, you know, you guys already know I got a room ready for Luke so Fox. Luke Fox not uh, he's not ready for prime time as we say down here in Los. He's Lagos. got a temporary room here, a couple places, Mike Luke Falk. Yeah, I'm already preparing for him since his arrival for Luke Falk. But Keith, what are the keys to the game? You think? Actual keys to this game? I'm, I'm sorry, man. I mean, Senor just took over there and he did a tremendous job. And he, uh, you know, it just obviously is the offensive line playing even remotely competent. If they can just be an average offensive line, why that's still so tough? Okay. The Eagles probably have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Yeah. You can't run the ball on the Eagles at all. Uh, it's really, really hard to run the ball on them. But we yep. saw if you can give the QB a little bit of time, you can pass the ball on the Eagles. I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so he threw for 422 yards. But every game they play, teams have been able to pass the ball on them. Their secondary is not amazing. Their front seven is really good. I mean, this is one of those games that... Do the Eagles yep. really scare the crap out of anyone? No. They're just a really good team, you know? And in your head, you're like, yeah, Wentz has nine touchdowns, and he has only two interceptions. But his stats, I mean, the stats for that team on the whole, no one is really killing it. It's their right. defense to me, even though they're passing-wise, they're not doing great. I mean, 178 yards for Sanders right now, 186 yards for Howard. So running the ball between the two of them, that's pretty decent. But, you yep. know, the receivers, Ernst has the most yards for them at tight end. Aguilar's done nothing, really. He's only on 168 yards. None of their wide receivers have been playing that great. Their offensive line's pretty good. So they they give Wentz some time, and Wentz could run the ball, too. But, I don't know, I just, it, this is one of those games, Mike, that we're going to have Luke Falk out there. The offensive line has to give this dude at least three seconds to throw the ball. They have to get a few yards. Yeah. On first down, get us into some second and five, second and fours. We have to put in those situations because if we're just going to be getting the ball, yes. green out, have the ball back, other team, then it doesn't even matter if that no. team's offense is being that efficient. Right. They'll have the ball enough times. They can only score three times the game's over. It's what happened with the Browns. Yep. The Browns didn't play great. They just had the ball the whole It seemed like they had, it, all we did was punt the ball, punt yep. the ball, punt the ball, right. punt the ball. And the defense played pretty good. But you can't, you're not going to stop a team forever if no. you're not scoring. So... I mean, these are pretty simple things, but we've played so right. bad that, right. to me, Mike, it's just the simple things they need to do to get a little bit better. And we haven't been doing any of them. We've been getting no pass rush on defense. You know, the defense has not played that well. We don't really get a pass rush. On offense, obviously, we've done absolutely nothing. And, I mean, Robbie Anderson, one thing that you could do to the Eagles 
and that you've been, teams have been able to do all year is the outside receivers have been able to burn the Eagles a little bit. So this is a game. Robbie's fast yep. as hell. Hasn't yep. done much this year. He's due. Those cornerbacks are not great, man. But they're going to need Mike. They have to push the ball downfield sometimes, don't they? Yes, yes. And I would, my key to the game, I agree with your key to the game. You're absolutely right. My key to the game is Gase opening the playbook. Open the damn playbook and give us what ingenuity, what, 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 what genius you have. Let's see what you can do. Go out there and be creative. That, to me, is the key to the game to winning this game. I think the defense could probably not stop the Eagles, but hold them at bay. We've already shown that we've been able to stop good offenses like the Patriots, like the Browns, um, uh, to where they don't, they don't go nuts, you know, hold them to at least be conservative enough. And uh, to, like you said, offensive line, and I want Gase to be innovative and get this offense to score points any way possible. If that's a flip play to Le'Veon Bell throwing a touchdown to, you know, Ryan Griffin, I don't care what it is. Just figure it out. You're an, you're a subject matter expert at offense. Figure the damn thing out. Yeah, and the uh, Eagles defense only has uh, three sacks all year too. So it's a good point there. What do you? Is that a real stat? Hold you on brought a up a real stat, I think. Hold on, let me check, let me check. Is that, that true? The senior, right? right? Yeah, that's stat. a real. You guys just asked me if that's a... you know who you're talking to right now? I think now? the only team that has less than that would be the Broncos. Right? I've won the Los Huevos Fantasy League 14 years in a row. That is Don't true. ask me if stats are real. There's plaques and posters all over the place. Yeah, but you play against scrubs. But you're playing against people who are cut. Whoa, whoa, what are you... Are you trying to judge the, the capabilities of humans? Just because they've been cut? What about that? But judgmental... You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Senor. He's been like this. He's been in a bad mood for a few weeks. Um, Those are our points with the Eagles, dudes. My my bigger point to the Jets this season, Mike. And, uh, Senor, do you have anything... Oh, he's kind of conking out in his seat here. Um, Very quiet. Is... All right, so the first three weeks have sucked. That's not look good. Our offense is pathetic. It can't get worse than this. How can it get worse than it's been? Well. So... What are we gonna score no points again? It's already happened. Two games. We Luke haven't. We haven't scored a touchdown. Luke Falk could go down. And yeah. well, if Luke Falk goes down, then we just run Wildcat. And then maybe, <laughs> and then maybe we actually score some points. You do never know. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a long night. Like we said, Mike. Eagles front seven's pretty good. They're not really getting the sacks like Senora mentioned, but on stopping the run, you really can't run the ball on them. You can throw the ball on them. We gave, we gave our points of the game. Uh, I do think. You know, it's going to be a tough one. I can't say our predictions to take a win this week. We're on the road in Philly. Tough place to play. And run the ball. There's going to be some quick three and outs. And we're yeah. not going to have, we're not going to have to be able to control the clock at all. And they're going to have, like, I, what I see maybe happening in this game is a repeat of the last two games where it seems like the other team has the ball the whole game. That's, that's what I see, Mike. Especially when your team can't move the ball. So the other team's starting every drive at the 50 yard line, like the Patriots game. It just, we, we can't do that. They have to at least get some first downs, maybe get some field possession back. You know, just play the field possession game. Stop it! Yeah. I think it's going to be a long yeah. weekend for us, Mike, here. I don't I don't see us coming away with a win here. Unless Sam yeah. gets in there, which would give us a better chance if Sam was in there. But I'm not going to go through the Eagles stats and the Jets stats. Let's just go out there. Let's try to make something happen. Just like, let's give us, give these Jet fans some yeah, joy. We deserve I, I, it. The AB, ABG fans deserve it. Absolutely. We get more listeners when we win. Oh, so yeah. I want that as well. Let's go. We want a game review, finally. Waiting so long for to, to do that, but yeah, we decided you know, 2019 business decision was to never do a game review when we lose, right? Because it's depressing and we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it on the game review, and we're all upset about it. So it's just we rather just. But you know what? I want this is what I would do. I would Jonathan Harris shouldn't be starting at center. 
I want uh, Lewis to be starting at right guard um, and bench winners. And I would love to see Quinn and Williams starting um, and him playing next to Leonard Williams coming up this game. I would like them to use Ty Montgomery more and the wide receiver and playing with Le'Veon Bell. And if Luke Falk is in there, I would just want to see some creativity um, from their offense. I don't think they're going to win either. I don't want to get down. You know, we're still young in the season. Let's see what happens. But uh, we've never won in, in Philadelphia, I don't believe. That's an amazing stat. That's the f- It's not even like the Eagles are that good of a team. You didn't get one win there. We, we didn't get one win versus the Jabronis ever? Yep. <clears throat> uh, guys are... Oh, uh, hey, senor. You guys are good kids, man. <laughs> senor, what? I'm just popping back in. I didn't hear the last five minutes, but uh, it sounded like it was good. All right, anyway, senor, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Wookie. You guys down there. Wookie, you have a 10, it looks like. Uh, Farmer's hand, the old football hand. Nah, I've been slinging the pigskin with the Wookiee on the beach, man. Getting the, the flow back. <laughs> Running some routes, butt hook, hit it, Wook. Stay route, do it. Into the into the water, bro. Boom, diving catches. I'm afraid of these dolphins patrolling the shore here. I think some of the family <laughs> members know what happened. They're not too happy with you, sir. I wiped out the dolphin population down here. No, about that, I heard it. Beep, 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 a couple years away. Uh, you know that burger you ate last night? It was a dolphin burger? Dolphin burger, Delicious. Though. You couldn't have told me the difference. That was either hamburger or dolphin burger. You couldn't. Nothing like dolphin meat. Hey, <laughs> it was like tune of a better. Yeah, the senor's on some right now. That's he's, all I know. And one I, eye is half closed. The other one is just like he's surprised. Yeah, well, you know, I want I wanted to say this. Uh, thank you for joining us, senor, very much. And Michael, you know, hey, I want to keep your hopes up. We're going to this week. If we don't get Sam back this week, we will get Sam back next week. The rest of the season will be us <laughs> seeing... What Sam and Gase can do together. There's there's some hope in the future for us. Some good things to look forward to. Second half of the schedule is favorable for us. Probably some wins on the, on out there for us. We just want to win a game, right? Jet fans, I don't know if this weekend's it. Hopefully it is, guys. But Mike, if anyone does want to listen to us, tell their friends about us, support us in any way, shape, or form. How can they do that? Well, we're on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. We're on Google Play, all types of platforms. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, on Instagram at Jet.AEBEBG. You heard the man on behalf of Michael Lagaris, the Wookiee down in Los Huevos. Always a pleasure, everyone. Senior Waivers, owner and operator of Los Huevos Retirement and Rehab Center. Yep. My name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Peace out. Uh, bro, that was it, bro. Come on, we gotta get my ties. Hey, this is Sean Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets will beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very passionate. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks.